When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Shaq says he has a theory that there's more than one moon. And Tony Kornheiser, he's right. If you include the one I press up against my window when the oh. neighbors walk by, you talk to, talk about getting mossed, right? Isn't there a segment to get mossed? Remember Randy Moss when he did that? that yes, I do. No, I would never but do that. I mean, but other planets I, have more than one moon. Have moons, right? Sure. Sure. Okay. It's also possible that Shaq, when he said he was driving, saw a moon on his right and then saw a moon on his left, he might have turned around and gone the <laughs> other way, and that's why <laughs> that would <turn>. happen. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Ben Simmons is a bright spot. College Hoops has itself a night, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with college football. The playoff poll released last night yielded no surprises. The top five remain the same. Now, remember, this is a four-team playoff this year, but in the future, the playoff will expand to 12 teams. So, Wilbon, if it was 12 teams this year, would you be more excited than for the four teams this year? No, no, I don't want 12 teams at all. I mean, not in the foreseeable future, which means for me, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, I don't want 12. I could see eight. But when I look at that list, Tony, of the 12 teams that are projected, you know, I'm looking at Penn State, no disrespect, which, of course, conveys some disrespect. No disrespect to Penn Absolutely. State, but they're not, they're not a playoff team. You can stop this at eight, which would include Alabama, which I believe is a playoff team, having lost two games on the road, one, you know, both on, like, last possession situations, including a partially blocked field goal. I'm fine with that. I don't need Penn State. I don't need, you know, the, the, the Central Florida, whoever this is. No, no. An 18 playoff is enough. Remember, I was stumping for a playoff 25 years ago. Back when I covered a lot of college football, I wanted a playoff. People did know the games won't seem important enough, which was a lot of garbage. But no, I don't need to see every rum dum and every conference, and then we're going to give one to the yeah. mid majors. No, eight max, but right now, four is a real playoff. Yeah. So I'm good. I don't want 12 like you. I don't want 12. I'm good with eight. I'd even be good with six. It's okay with me. Sometimes bigger isn't better. One of the things that I think it does when you have 12 is it devalues some of the regular season games. And college football is the only sport where regular season games still matter. And I'll give you an example of that. We both assume, a lot of people assume that the loser of Ohio State, Michigan is not going to make the playoffs, which ramps up the intensity for Ohio State, Michigan. If you have 12, Ohio State and Michigan are both going to make the playoffs regardless of that outcome. So that is undercut. That great regular season game is undercut. I don't think you have to go to 12 just to get a couple of Pac-10 teams in there or an ACC team other than Clemson. I don't think you have to do it. What I like about four, Mike, is the inherent controversy. This year, that controversy is going to center on Tennessee and on LSU. If LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship, people say even though they have two losses... They got the best win of the year, put them in. But Tennessee will say, whoa, 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 
We got one loss, and we pounded and we them. We beat Alabama. That yeah. was a thirty yeah. to four. To we beat. Yeah. We, we beat LSU. So then yeah. there is legitimate controversy there. And if you have twelve, those teams would get in, and they'd it. all be seated high. Yeah, you don't don't want. And by the way, Clemson, who I usually defend because of their just run of superiority. No, they got smacked at Notre Dame. They were down 28 nothing in that game. Sorry. Right. Sorry. I mean, and I'll, I'll, you know, stump for Clemson next year. But not this year and not 12. Please stop. Stop it. The LSU, LSU lost this year to Tennessee 40 to 13. Yeah. How could LSU get in ahead of them? You know, ahead like, of them. Can't, that's the controversy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Let's move to like the NBA. Georgia where the recently allegedly improved Nets defense fell apart last night. The Kings scored 153 in a 32-point blowout that leaves the Nets 6-9, and 4-4 four and four in the Jacques Vaughn era. Ben Simmons said, quote, bleep, we got smacked, close quote. Simmons had a season-high 11 points, five boards in 20 minutes off the bench. Tony, do you see... Simmons's performance as a legit silver lining to the Nets' miserable loss. So let's go back over these numbers. The Nets gave up 153 points, 153. They lost to Sacramento, a team that I think never makes the playoffs. They lost to Sacramento by 32. The first half, let me get the numbers right, was a 19-point spread. Now, what that tells me is that for most of the game, it was garbage time. You (laughs) score, I score, nobody cares. Ben Simmons goes and gets 11 points in 20 minutes of garbage time. Any eighth man or ninth man on any team in the league could do that and do better. So to ask, is this a silver lining? My my response is, are you kidding? We are concerned with Ben Simmons because he got double figures for the first time all year, and we think it's important. My conclusion is we waste a lot of time on Ben Simmons. To some people, Ben Simmons is an interesting case study. I get that. He was an all-star. Then he ran afoul of his coach and his teammates in Philadelphia. He's not there anymore. He's on another team. He's got a different game. He's not a very good player at the moment. He's not a very good player right now. And that, and that you know, that's what the Nets are all about. They, they got, you know, they got Ben Simmons, who's disaffected. They got the problematic Kyrie Irving. They got the tremendously unhappy all the time Kevin Durant. They're the land of lost toys, Mike. That's what they are. Tony, I'm going to – Ben Simmons is – it's not Ben Simmons anymore. And I'm going to credit a couple of players, guys I work with and, and like a lot, who played about 30 years total in the NBA together, and that'd be Jalen Rose and Kendrick Perkins. And they both said weeks ago, he's never going to be an all-star again. Whatever has happened there has fundamentally changed him. And at the time – People thought they were being harsh. No, they weren't being harsh. They just were ahead of it. And being former players, they could recognize it more quickly. So Ben Simmons, this is sad to me. It's sad what has happened or not happening with Ben Simmons. But, Tony, more importantly, I'm going to take a second here and go through the bell. Kevin Durant said afterward, he looked at the starting lineup they've got, Tone, in which I would say that you would be hard-pressed to identify by sight any of the people in the starting lineup besides Kevin Durant. He said, look at our starting lineup. You expect uh, expect us to win because I'm out there? And by the way, this sounds harsh, and Kevin said going into this, I don't mean any disrespect, but of course, it it was conveyed. And by the way, it was accurate. They're not going to win with that line about there. KD's right. He's averaging 30 points plus a game, I think 32 a game. Stop it. The Nets are dreadful. 
There's no more benefit of the doubt. There's no more big three. Kyrie may play Sunday. I don't expect him to go on a run. The Nets are in big trouble. And Ben Simmons is not the guy who was drafted first and we saw become an all-star and once averaged like 18 points a game. Now we're like getting happy because he scored 11 in a game? Man, they're in trouble. College basketball saturated the airwaves last night. It seemed everybody was playing. The featured games saw Kansas beat Duke close and late, 69-64. Unranked Michigan State upset Kentucky in double overtime. Will on your school, Northwestern played and won. My school, Binghamton, played and lost. Colgate beat Syracuse. And Louisville lost for the third time in a row by one. What stood out to you? Well, Tony, obviously, um, you know, my school winning at Georgetown in Washington. I couldn't be there last night because I'm out in L.A. And I, I'm, I'm kind of glad I, I, I wasn't there. I mean, you know I'm going to wear purple. You know who I'm going to root for. But one of my favorite people in my life of covering sports is Patrick Ewing. And he's, you know, on the other end of that. So I'm, I'm, we're going to move on from that. What stood out to me, Tone, is Tom Izzo and Michigan State. They schedule these tough games. They win some. They lose some. They get ready for March. And that's what Izzo does. And I love that. I love Izzo. And, Tony, but the college basketball season is just a sliver. It's just shoehorned in. It really starts in mid-February. It ends April 1st. It's a six-week season. It's not what you and I became accustomed to. I feel bad. They shouldn't even start till December where they could get a lot of attention in a week or two, except World Cup's coming. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Duke, and I didn't watch Kentucky, because I can watch them anytime. I can't watch Binghamton anytime. So I made appointment viewing at 7 o'clock on a Big Bearcats, Ten Network baby. to watch Binghamton, you know, at Merrill. And, and why do you take that game? You take the game for money, and you take the money. game for exposure, and maybe somebody sees your school, and they say, oh, that might be nice to go there. We were out of it early. I think it was like 12-2 and 18-6 and... 37-13 or something like that. We lost by 24, but the second half, we were already down by 21, so we beat their subs. I was, I was pleased. I was grateful to see my school on TV. Louisville's amazing, Mike. They've lost three in a row by one to Bellarmine, one. to Wright State, and to App State, which I thought specialized in football upsets. Um, something's wrong there. The last play of the well, game, seven, eight seconds left, early. the kid dribbles up. He's not going to throw it to anyone. He goes to the yeah. basket, banks it off. The, the shot goes in, but he got it off too late. If you're the coach, you say, son, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's take a break. Coming up, Derek Carr wants everyone on the Raiders to care. We're going to ask Booger McFarland how to heal a divided locker room. We'll also ask him whether he believes the Packers hate them. Are back on track. Wildcats, my Wildcats, Chris Collins and the boys, 3-0. and oh, I'm just saying. Pardon the interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Crown Royal, part of Happy Hour. Let's dig into some NFL issues with our great friend who you can see on NFL Primetime, Monday Night Countdown, beautiful golf courses around the country, like Bayonne, he's wearing that shirt now, beautiful views of Manhattan, Mr. Booger McFarland. Booger, we're going to start with this with Derek Carr. Derek Carr praised his teammates who were making sacrifices for the Raiders. But he added, and he added quite emotionally, and this is a quote, I wish everyone in that room felt the same way about this place, unquote. As a football player, if you, Derek Carr seems to be speaking about a divided locker room. How do you heal a divided locker room? Well, first and foremost, Tony, you got to try to do it from the inside out. I, I think the fact that Derek Carr is at the podium talking about this lets me believe that he's already had this conversation on the inside, in the locker room, in private, and maybe that's not doing anything. And so now he's coming to the podium, and from what I understand, I don't know Derek personally, but he's an emotional guy. And for an emotional guy to get up there and, and act as if the world is ending because his guys aren't playing hard, to me, that, that tells me a lot about that locker room. Now, mind you, this is a locker room that a year ago, led by an interim coach and Rich Basaccia, they seemed to be pretty together, pretty together last year. So now all of a sudden, now you have the permanent coach and Josh McDaniels, and the locker room is broken apart. Now, you deduce of that what you may. I just know that something's not right out there in Las Vegas right now. Well, everything's been right in Philly until this week, obviously. The Eagles finally lost. You were on a Colts team, of course, Booger, that was 9-0 and before losing. I know there are some people that say, well, losing can free you up, take off some pressure. Did you believe that then? Do you believe it now? Do you believe it's you know, not that big a deal for the Eagles to lose that one game? Well, I don't think anybody's trying to intentionally lose. But I, I will equate it to this, Mike. Uh, as someone that's got two kids... You want your kids to fail a little bit, right? Like you want them to be disappointed every now and then just to see how they're going to react. I know that's what I want. I want to be there to see and coach them through the failure, coach them through the disappointment. It's got to be very similar to that in football. Like you want a team to know what defeat feels like. That way when you get in those clutch moments, those key moments, you know if you don't perform, you know what it's going to taste like. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody is trying to intentionally lose. But I do think if you're head coach Nick Sirianni right now, you got this team's attention. Hey, we can't just go out there and roll the eagle helmet out there and everything is going to be okay because quiet as it's kept, they got manhandled by the commanders up and down that field on Monday night. So hopefully they learn from it. Um, One team that had more than a couple of disappointments, of course, was the Green Bay Packers. They had five losses in a row. But then after looking done, Booger, they go out and they beat the Cowboys. Was what you saw from that Cowboy game sustainable? Or was that just a, you know, one-time spike right now for the Green Bay Packers? 
I'm going to do the thing that you're not supposed to do on TV. I'm going to just say, I, like, I, I honestly don't know. But we're going to find out really soon. And here's what I mean by that. They played bully ball with the Dallas Cowboys. 200-plus rushing yards. Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball like 20 times. Like, they lined up and played bully football. Well, guess what? They got to play the ultimate bully on Thursday night in the Tennessee Titans. Sounds like they're going to get their quarterback, uh, Ryan Tannehill, back. And the team that has Derrick Henry is going to line up, and they're going to run it down your throat. And so we're really going to see if the Packers are committed to playing bully football. Because if they're not, Mike Vrabel and his Tennessee Titan team, which is the ultimate bully in football, they've bullied everybody. If Green Bay's not committed to that, then we'll find out really, really quick. But if they are, and they can sustain that, I do think that's the way that they can win. Because they're built to run the football with those two really good backs, the offensive line, the receivers aren't developed, even though we saw what Christian Watson did uh, the other day. They haven't developed fully, so they're going to have to play bully football, but we're going to find out a lot on Thursday night against the Titans. So we'll get you out of here on this. Um, obviously, last week, the Buffalo-Minnesota game was terrific, memorable, the end of it, the overtime, just terrific. Yeah. Buffalo plays again this week. They play against the Browns at home. There is a forecast for three to six feet, not inches, three to six feet of snow for that game. Probably shouldn't ask you this because you live in Tampa and you grew up in Louisiana and you don't know what snow is. <laughs> but if you were in that sort of situation as a player, would you rather play or would you rather postpone that game because of terrible, odd weather conditions? Oh, you're definitely asking the wrong guy. Listen, you're talking to a guy that doesn't want to play golf if there's not a five in the first number, okay? Maybe sometimes even a six. It's got to be a six for me to get out there and play. But, yeah, listen, we always talk about football weather and you see the, 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 the breath coming from everybody's mouth and all that. Like, nobody wants to play in the cold weather, but that's how football is played. Now, here's what I will say. If they can't get all the snow moved and, and there becomes a safety issue for the fans and for the people getting to and from the game, yeah, you're going to have to make some adjustments. I've even heard Detroit thrown out where the game could be played in Detroit. I think it's up to the NFL to do the thing that is the safest. Now, if the fans can be moved in and out and the personnel that has to work the game can be moved in and out, then the football players, Tony, we play in any kind of weather, baby. Rain, shine, like it doesn't matter. But if you're talking to Booger McFarlane, I need a 5 Maybe a six, and I would prefer a seven in that first number for me to get out there and play. It's always a pleasure That's to have great. you. Thank you, Booger. Thanks so 55 much. 55 degrees you. for me, Booger. I ain't playing below 55, and I'm from the cold. I ain't doing that. I love it, Mike. I really appreciate that. Hey, I'm the same way, buddy. I'll play in 45 and no win. I'll do that. But I'm old and an idiot. Let's take one last break. Still to come, some potentially bad news for the Phillies. Uh-oh. Will the Warriors finally, 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 finally get their first road win of the season tonight in Phoenix? You grew up in oh, Chicago, no. and you can't play I'm a baby. 45 degrees I'm a and no I'm win? I'm a weather wimp now. No, you know 55. Wow. Below that, I don't want to do it. Uh-uh. Really? PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. 
uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 27th birthday, Jeff Wilson. The Miami Dolphins running back just rushed for 119 yards and a 20-yard touchdown this past Sunday against Cleveland. Wilson has been with Miami for two games. He's led the team in rushing in both. Wilson requested a trade from the 49ers after they acquired Christian McCaffrey, and they accommodated him and sent him to Miami to play for his former offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. Curiously, Wilson is still the leading rusher for the 49ers this season, with 468 yards and two touchdowns. Two games from now will be a reunion of sorts for Wilson, as Miami will play at San Francisco. Tony, he's got real game day speed. I watched him against the Bears. And he could be the big winner in all this. If Miami's as good as you and I expect they can continue to be and sustain this, he doesn't have to look back at all on that trade and feel bad. He can feel great. Staying with our Dolphins theme, a not-so-happy anniversary, Tua Tungavailoa. On this day three years ago, Tua, who was then the starting quarterback at Alabama, suffered a dislocated hip, broken nose, and concussion as he was dragged down by two Mississippi State defenders after throwing away a ball in the first half of a blowout game. At that time, Tua was Mel Kuyper's top-rated quarterback. Joe Burrow ended up the overall number one pick. Tua was five. Justin Herbert was six in what looks like a superior draft class. The doubt about Tua centers around his personal health. He's already had at least one concussion this year. Yeah, Tone, if he can stay healthy. This reminds me a little bit of a quarterback near and dear to my heart, Jim McMahon, who led the Bears to a Super Bowl. They're only one. But injuries, legitimate injuries. I mean, not a big guy, tough guy. But you got to keep him healthy and you got to keep Tua healthy. Happy trails to a win for Toledo. Toledo must have thought it had this game in its pocket. They led Bowling Green 35-34 with just seconds remaining after coming back from a 21-0 deficit. But Bowling Green's Matt McDonald, who passed for 395 yards and four touchdowns, saved the best for last. McDonald hit Teron Keith on a third and 10 with what became the game-winning 42-yard touchdown, and Bowling Green, now 6-5, and five, became bowl eligible for the first time since 2015. I'll shut up so you can watch the play again and listen to the play-by-play man saying, this is Maction. Off the tackle, end zone! This is Maction! Yeah, I'm biased. I'm a Midwestern kid. Right? Those teams and those games are better than people understand. They really are. Big finish, here we go. The Mariners traded for Blue Jays outfielder Teoscar Hernandez. Is that a big pickup? A big drop-off and runs batted in from 116 
to 77, but he only played 131, 131 games. Been an all-star, yeah, good, good, good addition. Bryce Harper's going to have UCL surgery next week. Is that significant? The permanent DH going to the National League has changed the arc of Bryce Harper's career. He'll be okay like he was this year. Terry Francona was the AL Manager of the Year. Buck Showalter won it in the National League. Is that okay with you? Yeah, Francona's the best manager. He's the best manager in baseball. He just is. The Devils beat the Canadians for their 10th straight win. Are you impressed? They're on a 10-game heater. I'd say that's okay. Here's the last one. Will the Warriors finally win a road game tonight at your Suns? Well, the Suns are struggling a little bit with injuries, and the Warriors are struggling, period. I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going to be all over that one, Tony. That's on our air tonight at 10 Eastern. Good. Way to plug yourself. We're out of time. We'll try to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. Plug me again. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern tonight, right here in LA. And now, your sports. We're on that. Who's on Countdown with you? Plug somebody else besides you. Janae's hosting. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.